Happy Sabbath, everyone. Hey, good to see all of you guys here. Um, as you guys know, for the last couple of weeks, we've been going over a tool called Enneagram. And so now we're finally going to finish. We went over all the different Enneagrams together. And now today we're going to actually review all of them. So all of you guys, uh, if there are extra papers out there, I'm not sure. But Peter has them. But we do have papers for you. Okay, if you want them, okay, please raise your hand and then Peter will pass it out for you guys. So we're going to fill out this paper together so you will have this like ultimate sheet, uh, cheat sheet uh, that you can carry around. Um, and I'm going to talk about the different levels of which we can use uh, the Enneagram as well. Okay. So everybody got paper? Anybody need it? Please raise your hand if you need it. And then uh, Peter will pass it out for you guys. All right. So before we get it started, okay, before we get it started with uh, the Enneagram review, okay, let me show you a video. I have shown you this video before, but I feel like it's such a good illustration of how we're going to actually use the Enneagram. So let me show you a video first, and then we'll go into our review. Sag mal, Papa, habe ich dich noch gar nicht gefragt. Wie kommst du denn eigentlich mit dem neuen iPad zurecht, was wir dir zum Geburtstag geschenkt haben? Gut. Mit den ganzen Apps kommst du klar? Was denn für Apps? Geh mal bitte ein Stück zur Seite. Okay, so we, we, can we lower the mic? Uh, I showed you guys this video before, but this basically, if you guys didn't catch what the, what, why it was funny, basically a daughter gives an iPad to an elderly um, gentleman, his dad, and then he says, how, how are the apps? And he's like, what apps? And we see that he's actually just using the iPad as a cutting board. Okay, and that's why it's really funny because he doesn't realize that this tool is meant for something else, okay? And th it, this is the same thing with everything in life, right? It's not the tool, no matter how great the tool is, it really depends on how the person uses the tool, okay? Yes, absolutely, you can use iPad as a cutting board. You can use it, okay, as a shield, whatever you want. But that's not what it was made for, okay? We're talking about Enneagram because a lot of people use Enneagram differently, okay? So I'm going to show you guys three different levels of how you can use it and how, hey, it's in the end, I'm giving you guys a tool. You could use it however way you want. But again, you could use it as a cutting board or you could use it as something that could make your life great. So first level of how most people most people use Enneagram just as a personality test, okay? They say, oh, you're a one. Oh, that's why you're so serious, okay? Oh, you're a three. That's why you don't care about other people. You only care about work, okay? Or it's the opposite, okay? People say, well, I am a four, so deal with it that I'm moody, 
Okay, I'm a nine, so I'm just going to be lazy. Just deal with it. Okay, so people use it as an excuse to say, hey, this is who I am. This is my identity. Just deal with it. It's, it's just a pure personality test. This is who I am. This is who you are, and that's it. Again, that's like using the iPad as a cutting board. Okay, now there's a second level to this. Okay, second level would be to actually love others better. Okay, because we see, okay, that we're different, that we don't operate the same way. I think, I forgot who said it, but yesterday or day before, somebody said, I love the Enneagram. I feel like it's so useful. I forgot who said it. Uh, some, but they said, because I feel, oh, oh, I know who said it. But I won't tell you. But um, <laughs> she said, um, I love the Enneagram because I, before I looked at people, I saw people, and I said, why would they do that? Right? Why do they behave the way they do? Why can't they just be like me? But after the Enneagram, they realized, no, people are different. Right? People think differently. And because of that, they could have a lot more compassion on other people. They can actually love other people better. Right? Again, you can use it as a tool to love other people, which is great. But what I'm suggesting is there is a deeper level than that. Okay? We can use it as a personality test. We can use it to love other people better. But I think the most, the best way to use this tool is for healing. Okay? Because what Enneagram really tells us and that's why I really like Enneagram. It's just a tool. But I love Enneagram more than any other personality test. It's because other personality tests, they just go, this is who you are. That's it. I'm an ENTJ, whatever. Oh, that, that is me, by the way. But, like, I'm ENTJ. And just accept me. That's who I am. Kind of a thing. Whereas Enneagram says, okay, the reason why you behave the way you do is because there's a hurt. Okay? The way you behave tells us the condition of your heart. Okay? So it's like looking at a mirror and saying, wow, I'm dirty. There's things on my face. You don't just go, okay, just accept it that I have things on my face. But you actually go, oh, I need to clean it off. And that's what Enneagram does really well for us. Okay? So the basis that I used for all of this is based on Genesis 3. And as uh, Spencer read for us, this is the story of how the first human beings okay, have basically made a mess of the gift that God has given them. And we see that. When Eve saw that the fruit of the tree, when she saw the fruit of the tree, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened. And they realized they were naked. They weren't always naked before. Okay, they were always naked before. But that wasn't a shameful thing. But now they realize their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. And this is what Enneagram basically tells us. Enneagram says all of us, we have some kind of wound. Or we have some kind of hurt that is within us. And so now when we walk around... When we interact with people, when we see people, our husband, wives, friends, co-workers, just basically anywhere we're not alone and we go outside, what do we do? We feel ashamed. Okay, we feel shame. We feel guilt. We feel like, 
they will never love me or accept me as who I am. Okay? So what do we do? What we do, what Enneagram tells us, is that we use our personalities. Of course, there's many things we use, right? We use our career. We use sometimes our relationships, okay? There's many different things that we use because we feel naked. But one of the things Enneagram says is we use our personalities to say, this is how I can receive love from you guys, okay? This is how I receive security. This is how I can tell myself, okay, I can get on with this world, that I have worth. And so that's why uh, we talked about this, all of this uh, different numbers, and why it has been so impactful for a lot of you guys, right? Because it really goes deep, and it makes you feel really uncomfortable. Because for the first time, I mean, you thought you were doing fine, right? You thought you were covered up with your fig leaves. And you thought no one knew. But Enneagram, it makes you feel uncomfortable because for the first time someone tells you no. You're actually naked. And you're trying real hard to cover it. But I see right through you. And that's why, again, Enneagram is very, very uncomfortable. Okay, but when you see okay, the hurt that you have, instead of just hiding it, you can actually find healing. Instead of just bandaging it, bandaging it up and saying, oh, I don't see it. Instead of doing that, what if there was a way we can actually get better? And that's what Enneagram was all about. And in the end, the answer is God, right? In the end. I mean, there's different ways. But the overall answer is God. We see that, right? We see, look, they're, they're trying to do their fig leaf stuff. But again, right, we see that it's God who actually made garments of skin for Adam and Eve. And he's the one who clothed them. And same thing for every single one of us in here. The only way we're going to find peace in our lives, okay, when we feel true peace, is when we are clothed by God. Okay? So we're going to go over every single one of them. By the way, uh, I know for every single Enneagram, I always tell, I always kind of like, because this goes like really deep, I like go slowly, right? And I like set you guys up, set you guys up, and then like go deep. But since it's a review, I'm going to go deep for all of them really quick. So every single one of you, I'm just letting you know, okay, put your shield up, okay, it's going to go deep. But I'm going to go fast as well. All right, so the first one is type 8. At its, at its worst, they're called the attackers, okay, at worst, okay, at best, they're guardians because they are willing to stand up for people and protect people. Okay, we're going to talk about some of the gifts they do have. Okay, the wounding message is that the world is a hostile place where only the strong survive. Okay, this world is a dangerous place. They're going to eat me alive. I got to toughen up. I got to shield up. I got to be strong. And the weak get emotionally beaten up and betrayed. Okay? That's a trigger word for a uh, lot of eights. They do not like getting betrayed. Okay? They always want to know what's going on. They do not like the word betrayed. So I must put on my um, armor and fight. So that's why a lot of, uh, of eights, they're very aggressive. Okay? They have a lot of energy. Because again, and they have a hard time being vulnerable. Okay. 
the healing message, okay, risking vulnerability and love is what takes real courage. Okay, this is what eights really need to hear. Okay, they think they're being strong by shielding up, but what takes real courage and real strength is actually shielding down and being genuine. And to say, hey, there are fears. They need to uh, memorize this Bible verse here. This is what Paul says. Paul says, when I, I am strong, when I am weak. Okay? They really need to continue to remind themselves of this. That their strength comes not from them, them being like, ah, aggressive. But their strength comes from God. Jesus chose the greatest strength by becoming weak. This is, again, this is something that AIDS need to continue to be reminded of. Let's go to uh, type 9. Uh, at, at worst, they're quitters. They quit everything. They, they quit on themselves. And then everything else falls apart. Uh, at best, they become peacemakers. Okay? They, they really know how to bring people together. They, try, they really understand every side of the story. What's their uh, wounding message? Their wounding message is my wants, my opinions, my desires, and presence, my presence, basically do not matter. So basically, in short, they say, I don't matter. What I think, okay, doesn't matter. What I want, doesn't matter. This world is going to go on totally fine even if I don't exist. It's fine. And so that's why sometimes they quit on their desires and their longings. Why? Because, again, they're going, is it, is it really worth it to go through all of this? Okay. The healing message is we see you. Okay. That you're important, basically. Okay. You think you're not important, but you have to understand you're very important. Your wants, your opinions, your desires matter. Hey, remember, for nines who are in here, remember, Jesus came for you, specifically for you. You need to hear that. Hey, you feel like, well, Jesus came for this, this, this person, but not, definitely not for me. But again, you have to hear that Jesus came for you as well. So your desires, your wants, it matters. Okay, I know some of, some of the nines have told me, okay, what they tell me is their parents said, basically, I mean, maybe they didn't say it directly. A lot of them, they felt like they didn't matter. Their opinions, their desires, it didn't matter. But I want you to know, no, you matter. You matter at this church. You matter in your family. You matter because God loves you. Uh, type 1s, at worst, they're critics. At worst, at best, they are called reformers because why they bring change to this world. The wounding message is, I have to be good and do the things right in order to be loved or belong. Okay, that's the main thing for once. Okay, they believe in this lie that they go, I have to do the right thing. If I don't do the right thing, if I make a mistake, people will not love me. People will not accept me. That's the lie. So the healing message is, no, remember... You are imperfect. Okay, you are imperfect. That's true. But 
you're worthy of love and belonging. Okay, remember, Jesus did not come okay, because you're perfect. Jesus came because you are imperfect. It's very difficult for ones to hear that. Okay? But remember, the whole gospel message is Jesus coming to save people who are messed up. And you're part of that once. Two, at worst, they become codependent, which means they become like uh, too dependent on other people. Okay? At best, they become helpers. Wounding message is I can't be loved if I have or express needs. So basically, they, what twos hate, the word, the, the word they hate the most is the word needy. You're so needy. Oh, man, twos, explosion in their heart if they hear something like that. That's, that's their worst nightmare. Okay? Why? Because they feel like if I am needy, if I express I need something, then I cannot receive love. People will think, oh, man, you have so many needs, get away from me. The healing message is your needs matter. Okay? You can express your real feelings and desires without the fear of rejection. And that's one of the, that's one of the uh, big fears for twos is rejection. Is they feel like they'll be rejected if they have needs. Again, you have to remember twos. Jesus came not so that you can serve him. Okay, Jesus came to serve you. Jesus came to fulfill your needs. You're the patient. He's the great doctor. He came for your needs. That's why he came. You just have to remember that. Number three, at worst, they become performers. Performers meaning they, are, uh, they always think about their image. They're always acting. They're not really sharing their true like, um, feelings. Uh, they shift. They just become performers. They just become, oh, you like me if I do this? Okay, I'll dance for you. Oh, you like me if I'm kind of sad? I'll, I'll be sad for you. Okay, they're not true to themselves. They become deceivers. Okay? At best, they become achievers. They're very good at producing. They get things done. Okay? The wounding message is I am what I do. You talk to threes, it's all about doing. What can I do? What I need to do? It's do, 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 do. Success or the appearance of success is the basis of my identity. This is the lie that threes believe in. Okay? As long as I look successful, even if I'm not, as long as I look successful, that's all that matters. So if I'm not successful, if I look like a fool in front of other people, then I cannot receive love. Then I will be rejected. The healing message is you are loved because of what Jesus did. Okay? For threes, actions are important. That's great. But remember, it's not about what your actions. It's about Jesus' actions. It's about what Jesus did. Okay? Not because of what you're doing or what you have done or what you will do. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. You are worthy of love because of what Jesus has done. 
So I put a little uh, parentheses out there. So we have to understand this is news for us. Okay? The difference between news and advice, what's the difference? Advice is me telling you to do something. News is what? Me telling you that someone has done something for you. That's news. News already happened. Advice, something you have to do. For threes, what they need to hear is they he need to hear the news. Okay, the good news. Okay, that your identity has been already established by Jesus. It's not advice. It's not, hey, you want better identity? You do stuff. That's not it. Okay, so what threes need to hear and what a lot of people need to hear, all of us need to hear is, is the news of Jesus, not advice of Jesus. Uh, four, at worst, fours become moody. They become very, very emotional. At, uh, at best, they become romantist. Okay, what they mean by romantist is they become incredibly creative. They're in touch with their feelings. They could be artistic, uh, very poetic. Okay, they're very good at expressing words. That's what uh, they are at their best. Uh, wounding message is something's off about me. Okay, something's off about me. Nobody understands me. That's a big word for force. They feel like nobody understands. So I don't belong anywhere. Something's off. No, one's un no one understands. I don't belong here. The healing words is, no, you belong with us. Specifically at this church. If there's force in here, you have to understand. You are part of us. It doesn't matter how different or how off you are. You have to understand you're part of us. You're beautiful as you are. Jesus came to fulfill your emptiness. And this is what the fours really need to hear. Do you feel like something's off? That's why you need Jesus. Let's go to type five. Three more. At worst, fives, they become loners. Okay, they become aloof. They become alone. They want to be by themselves for uh, all the time. Uh, at best, they become resourceful. Fives, they know so much. Instead of grabbing onto information, they can actually share. That's what fives can do at best. Wounding message is, I am not capable, I am incapable of handling the demands of life and relationships. So that's why they go alone. They're like, this is way too much. This is too much for me. I can't handle this. But what they need to hear, healing message, is find strength in God. Okay? Find your strength, your capability in God. Yes, you are absolutely correct that you are not capable of handling the demands of life. But that's why you got to seek God. Find strength in God. For fives, remember, God's love is unending. Because they always feel like, uh, fives always feel like everything is scarce. Like everything is limited. Like I have to go get it. If not, someone's going to take it. But you have to understand, God's love is unending. It's not scarce resource. Okay? So embrace the mindset of not scarcity, but of abundance. Okay? And live out of that abundance. Because fives, they always feel like people are taking stuff from them. And they don't have enough resources. But again, if they realize that God is giving them so much, they can live out of that. Okay, two more. Uh, sixes, at worst, they become antsy, which means they become like anxious. Okay? They become nervous. They're always like on edge. 
At best, they become loyalists. They bring community together. They really know how to love people really well. They're the most relational out of all the Enneagrams. They really love people. Uh, wounding message is I cannot trust myself or anyone else for that matter. I cannot trust anybody. And that's why they're so fearful. They have so much anxiety in their lives. Okay, there's so much thoughts going on. Why? They cannot trust themselves. And the healing message is the security, certainty, the, the certainty and the safety that you're looking for can only be found in Jesus. Okay? You cannot find it anywhere else. I'm sorry, I tried. There's nothing else that's certain. Okay? Only Jesus. Remember that even though okay, walking with Jesus doesn't mean that everything's going to be okay, but it does promise one thing, that it's always going to end well with Jesus. It's always going to end well. Everything you commit to God, okay, you will know that it's in good hands. Everything that you hold on to, just like you, it's going to be, it's going to fade away. Okay, our health is fading away. Our wealth will fade away. Everything is fading away, whether we like it or not. We try so hard to hold it. The only things we commit to God, those are the only things that's secure. And last one. For the sevens, at worst, they become very, very immature. They become clowns. Okay, but clowns, in certain situations, it's okay. But not at funerals, not at work, you get fired. Okay, they become super immature. At best, they become light bearers. They bring inspiration and positivity to this dark world. We need that. We need that light. The wounding message is, I'm on my own. Okay, I can't handle it. So five, six, sevens, in the end, they, a lot of similar ways, right? They feel there's fear. And we talked about this. Fives, they go into themselves. They go, more knowledge, more knowledge. And then sixes, they stay in their mind, and they think of all the different anxieties and different uh, scenarios. And then sevens, they just run. Okay? So what they do, they go, no one's here to support or take care of me, so I must run, 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 and just have fun, adventure, Peter Pan, okay? These kind of things. I'll never grow up. Healing message is you are not alone. Okay? You are not alone. You think you're alone. You think no one will support you. But you are not alone. Why? Because God will take care of you. Okay? For sevens, even listening to for sevens, even listening to a sermon is very difficult for them. It's too serious. They want to run away. I asked the seven what I thought, uh, what they thought of the sermon. I think last was it last week? Was it last week? Or two weeks ago? And they were like, dude, that was way too serious. Okay? But they need to stop running. Okay? They need to find their strength in God. Know that God could help them to deal with the seriousness, the craziness of life. Okay? What do I have? Okay. So, do you guys kind of get an overarching idea of the different Enneagrams? Okay. Let me tell you this. Um, I was going to use like a really graphic example, but my wife was like, don't do it. So, okay. She's a one, so she's, ser she's very serious all the time, so. 
So I'm gonna, but I'm gonna give you an illustration. All of us imagine, okay, we talked about this in Genesis three, how all of us were naked, and so all of, because of that, all of us are trying to hide. All of us are trying to hide behind something. Okay, so imagine, okay, well, don't imagine, but imagine all of us, uh, okay, imagine I'm shirtless. Okay, don't, but don't imagine too much. <laughs> okay, so I always have to have this guitar covering me because I always feel I'm, I'm always naked. So I always have to have this guitar with me. Okay, but what's the problem? The problem is I have this wonderful tool, a guitar. Okay, and I can play it. But it's very, very difficult for me to play while trying to cover myself. Oh, whoops, I'm already doing it. Okay? It's very, very difficult for me to play. Does that make sense? Right? I mean, I try, but it'll be very difficult. And you know what? I'm always walking around. Imagine if I'm always walking around with this guitar. Eventually, I'm going to be, like, swinging this around and hit somebody. Right? Imagine me, like, trying to hug my wife, Grace, holding this guitar. Okay? It's going to give her pain. And we're not going to get as close as I want to be. Okay, does that make sense? What I'm trying to say is, this is what we do with our personalities, okay? With our Enneagrams. It basically tells us because even though our personalities, the gifts that we do have, okay, there's good essential parts about them. But because we're using as a, as a covering, we can never use them in the right way. We feel secure, okay? For some of you guys, okay, doing the right thing makes you feel secure, okay? So for some of you guys, Helping other people makes you feel secure. Some of you guys, learning more makes you feel more secure. So it gives you some kind of comfort, some kind of security. And yet, it's pushing people away, and you're not really using the gift that God has really given you. Okay? So what if, what if we, all of us together, we realize we can be clothed with something else? Okay? Instead of the guitar. Okay, what if my nakedness could be covered with something else? Then, now, I don't have to use this to say, love me. Now, I can use this for music, for enjoyment, to share music, to bring joy and music into this world. Does that make sense? And so... This is, the one of the, this is one of the greatest things that all of us bring. All of us, we have gifts that we can bring. Okay, I'm going to start with eights. Eights, you have the ability to protect. Nines, you have the ability to bring peace. Okay, ones, you bring order. Twos, you bring servanthood. Threes, you bring productivity. Fours, you bring creativity. Fives, you bring resources. Six, you bring security. Sevens, you bring hope. We need all of this at our church. Okay, we need all of this in our homes. We need all of this in our communities. We need this. We need more of this. I mean, can you imagine if the world was a little bit, even 1% more of these things? What a better world this would be. But again, we're not able to do these things if we're using these things to just cover up ourselves. The only way we can bring our gifts 
is when we are covered by Jesus. When we are covered. We don't have to use, again, the guitar to cover myself. I can use my talents, my personality to be a delight to others. And that's what we want to see, okay, in our church. And this is exactly the reason why I did a whole Enneagram sermon. Not just so, okay, again, you can use that however you want. But if you just want to use it like, this is who I am, that's it. Okay, I feel like you're just using your iPad as a cutting board. But instead, if you realize, okay, that you are naked, but you could be covered with Jesus. You don't have to stay naked. Then you could do great things. You bring great gift to our church and our community and your family. But you have to be covered. Let me just uh, share, I think I have a, okay, from the book. Um, he's not writing about Enneagram, but I feel like he really is. Somewhere along the line, I may think of us buying into the lie that we only matter if. Okay, all of us, we bought into this lie. Right? All of us feel naked, and we bought into this lie, we only matter if. If money, if relationship, if, and, and the Enneagram, if personality. If we are strong, smart, attractive, whatever. It makes me wonder if this isn't the reason I've struggled with a kind of performance anxiety. He's a three. I, he didn't say it, but as I read, read his whole book, I realize he's a three. It, it's exhausting to me, and I feel like I'm acting in a play about life. He continues on. I can trace my need to perform and impress people back to some of my earliest memories. Our dad left, and our family was feeling abandoned and neglected. So it was during this season I developed a strange desire to convince people I was intelligent. Okay, he felt naked. His, the security that he knew, the love that he was receiving from his dad, totally gone. So now he says, I have to do something. I must do something to prove to people that, they can't, that I am worthy and they, they, don't, they shouldn't leave me. For whatever the reason, it became important to prove to everyone that I was smart and could handle things. So he started to believe in this lie. The only way I could receive love is by being smart. Again, saying the same thing as what we talked about in Genesis 3. Last part. Deep inside, I wanted so desperately to talk about what I did. Now he's talking about career. Because I knew that people would like me if only they knew. And that's all of us. All of us have that something. We go, if they only saw my secret card, then they will love me. Then I will have security. I knew people would think I was important. Slowly, over the week, I realized I was addicted to my outer shell. That without my costume, I felt vulnerable. Again, he's being very, very honest with himself. He's basically saying the same thing that we've been talking about for the last two months. He's, the, he's saying the same thing that Genesis says, which is all of us. This is not just his, his battle. This is all of our battle, which is 
we hold so cling, we cling so tight onto our personalities or our careers or our relationship, and we say, I will never let go. Because if I let go, once I let go, no one will love me. I will never feel secure. No one will accept me. But again, we have to understand. The only, I mean, again, it makes sense. We are fearful. It's very, very difficult. But understand, and what we need to remember is this. Jesus okay, became naked to cover our nakedness. Okay? It came with a cost. We have to understand this. The level of which you truly understand this and implement this in your life is what's going to bring healing into your life as well. It's not enough to just say, yeah, yeah, Jesus died for me. He became naked for me. It's not enough to just say that with words. It's to let that truth penetrate the deepest part of your heart. And to say, to be honest with yourself and say, yeah, I am using my wife. I am using my career. I am using my personality to, you know, I am using my work to try to cover myself. And that's why I never experienced peace. But to understand, yeah, it's, 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 it's really, really fearful. But to understand that it's Jesus who covers us. This is news, folks. It already happened. This is not advice. This is not go out there and cover yourself up. No. You are already covered. Jesus became naked so that he can cover your nakedness. And it is through this and us understanding that that we can be transformed. So my prayer for each and every one of us in here, even though it's very difficult, to admit is to admit and to bring these things to God and to say, God, these are the ways I'm hiding my nakedness. These are my fig leaves that I'm holding on to. But God, I want to let go. I want to let go of these fig leaves. It gets tiring trying to make fig leaves over and over and over again. I feel so restless, end of my day. But rather to say, God, I stop. No more. You cover me instead. Let's go into our time of reflection.